Hello guys and girls, and welcome to episode 132 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. And don't forget, you can also catch the show live in VR using big screen TV. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now of course it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy loves to put on a VR headset essentially making himself blind to the real world and then putting the pedal to the metal in a real-life go-kart, putting his mind, body and soul on the line for science. It's, of course, Nathie. How you doing, dude? You all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, I'm uh, actually the host of the show this time. <laughs> yeah. In a way, <laughs> behind the scenes. You're the host on the foreground. I'm the one behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. You're taking Zim's spot this week, so no yeah. pressure. I'm pressing all the buttons at the moment. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and I'm also talking to you right now. This is uh, multitasking is real, man. Yeah, it's like giving like a, a brand new flight cadet, you know, all the controls <laughs> to the Enterprise, you know. It's but like, it's, it's weird, though. Like, I once hosted a show. Uh, I was like, I could tell you, I was like extremely nervous. It's been a while, though. It's been a while. I think it was in... It was like two years ago, but yeah. just pressing the buttons is even worse. It is? You think <laughs> yeah, so? for some reason it is, I don't know. <laughs> wow, wow. So uh, yeah, prayers in the chat for Nathy. Uh, hopefully he can hold the show uh, together this week. But uh, thank you for taking over because, uh, no as you said, Zim sadly won't be joining us this week. But hopefully yeah. we'll be back on the show with us next week. Um, yeah. So yeah, good luck. Good luck, dude. <laughs> so uh, next up. This guy will soon be taking his Belgian waffles to the land of maple syrup in Canada. He'll be Belgium's biggest export since the Belgian chocolate is, of course, Rowdy VR. How you doing, dude? I'm doing all right. And you have to say Belgian pancakes or Belgian waffles together with uh, maple syrup. Amazing it's a good combo. combination, right? It was, yeah. it was written in the stars. It was meant to be. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm all right. If, I, if I'm allowed to leave, that is, of course, because uh, <laughs> currently Belgium is, uh, is closing down. Yeah. Uh, so slowly but surely. But uh, That's interesting, actually, yeah, because know. when are you due to leave? The 25th. Oh, wow. So literally not that long. Um, no. So this so, whole uh, pandemic could put the brakes on this move. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow. It's, it's, it's really like the amount of arranging I need to do now that has been added to it the past couple of weeks yeah. has, been, uh, has been enormous. And, yeah, and like, sure. have you got a contingency plan just in case, you know, you've got somewhere no. to st- Oh, okay. So you'll be sleeping on the streets of Belgium. <laughs> No, no. I mean, I have, I have, I have a place to stay in oh, okay, Belgium okay. Uh, for sure because my parents live here as well, uh, and that was part of the plan anyway. Okay. But the uh, the problem is rather like you know the money that we spend on hotels and of Airbnbs course. and all that kind of stuff and flight tickets. Uh, that's a bit more uh, concerning. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that will be fine, but uh, yeah, it's just annoying. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's just this this pandemic's been a massive inconvenience for everyone, I have to say. <laughs> um, but anyway, last but by no means least, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got an interesting show for you today. Some of the highlights include E3 and more gaming events around the world have been cancelled due to the ongoing global pandemic. Facebook Horizons teases an upcoming beta along with more Oculus announcements coming soon. Rowdy's going to give you the lowdown on the, rele- the latest releases to look forward to next week. Hopefully there's something we can... Can look forward to um so i look forward to that and then finally uh, nathan will be telling us more about his visit
visit to the creators of Space Pirate Arena, Eye Illusions, where he tried a unique concept using an Oculus Quest and a real-life go-kart. What could possibly go wrong? Well, at, at, at least something interesting is going to happen in this show. Yeah, 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 exactly. It does It does feel like as the world slows down and locks themselves inside, so does the news and, and the VR industry with it. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully we'll uh, still uh, put a, a nice show for you together today. Uh, but keep us updated in the chat what you think, and maybe we can uh, talk about some of the comments that you want to talk about as well. Um, yeah. But, of course, first up, let's find out what everyone's been playing this week and their highlight of the week this week. And uh, let's kick it over to Rowdy first to uh, find out what you've been up to, mate. Yeah, I've, uh, my highlight of the week is finding toilet paper. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, actually, I haven't, I haven't played any VR uh, this week, uh, mainly because I'm, I'm starting to sell parts. Uh, my computer is a little bit uh, in, in shambles, uh, or one of them is, uh, so it's not that easy for me to do recordings anymore. Uh, I do still have a laptop, but I'm slowly but surely like starting to get rid of stuff, which makes it, of course, uh, a bit harder for me to do uh, recordings on my on my regular setup. Um, I have played and a little bit per your suggestion because I know that you've been playing um, a platformer game uh, uh, this week. I've also been playing a, a platformer game. So and actually the the one that I've been playing uh, is the first edition of the one that you've been playing. Yes. So I've actually been playing um, Ori and the Blind Forest uh, this week just to like uh, calm down a little bit in the evening. Although I, I don't really know what to expect. I saw some videos, but. Um, I have enjoyed. I have enjoyed that uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny because like um, that. You know that game is like one of my all-time favorite games. So oh, I, I entirely blame it on you. Yeah. Because of what you were saying this week to you know in our in our chats. Yeah. That I'm playing this game right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. But it, sure. it is a beautiful game, right? Yeah, it's it's gorgeous, and I saw it's actually also available on the on the Switch. Mm. Yeah. So I was like, uh, maybe I should get it on there. It might ease the pain a little bit when I'm going on the plane. Yeah, absolutely. If and that's the thing. That's what I'd recommend. Like, if you if you haven't played Ori in the Blind Forest, which I totally would recommend, <laughs> because obviously the sequel, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, released this week. It's not a VR game, by the way. It's just a, a 2D platformer, but absolutely stunning. Um, I would recommend that you download uh, the Definitive Edition. It's a slightly extended version of the game, the original um, game. Um, but I think that is the one that is available on Switch right now. Um, but yeah, like you said, that you were selling off a lot of your your kit. Um, obviously, yeah. being the internet celebrity that you are are you signing them and making sure you like of ramp course, up the price of course uh, every, everyone's a graphics card that's like my initials like ingrained in it like <laughs> just with a knife scratched it in there yeah yeah of course it's, it's I, maybe that's why it's still for sale <laughs> <laughs> it's got some some guys scratched rowdy vr into the top plate of it yeah so are you I like, like o- over the circuit board like uh well, did it afterwards so since you said you were going to move anyway is there like some kind of garage sales for your fence that they can go to <laughs> no i don't even have a garage it's like oh you can buy rowdy's old pillow and i did recently uh i i dug up my mic pillow oh, and, oh. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's going to my parents now. Uh, I'm not entirely sure if I'm taking it to Canada yet. <laughs> well, you know, put, you put that on eBay, that'll, maybe, that'll fetch you a few no, thousand. I, I was actually thinking maybe just taking it on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Like sleeping with yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's that's the nice only way to, uh, you know, guarantee you reduce your anxiety is having your own personal mic pillow on the plane with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, good to hear that you're doing all right. And, you know, despite everything else going on, I'm, I'm sure things will be okay. Uh, really looking forward to I, I do to expect you. it to be postponed, though. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the way that things are going at the moment, um, 
I, I do think that uh, it's going to be postponed mm. or I might just barely make it. So yeah. fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, you know, I've got my fingers and toes crossed for you, mate. Uh, absolutely, because <laughs> I know you've been looking forward to this for a long time. Yeah. Um, but looking forward to, you know, you being settled out there because I've never been to Canada. So uh, having someone there is a perfect, uh, you know, excuse for me to visit. Yeah, the, the, the problem only is like the, the time that it will take for me to settle there will be a lot longer still because, because of all of the stuff that is going on. It's very hard for me to find apartments as well because you know viewings yeah. and doing all these listings and, and getting mm -hmm. all these appointments that's all like way more complicated right now to arrange all of that mm -hmm. um so we're gonna have to like stay in like some random places for like a little while i think before we can finally like say okay we found something that we yeah want. i didn't even consider that yeah. the fact that you know you're gonna go yeah. somewhere and they're gonna be on lockdown as well yeah crazy times crazy <laughs> times indeed what about you then nathy what you been up to this week well, uh, also, uh, just, just playing some pancake stuff, to be honest. Preparing uh, yourself? Yeah, because, you know, uh, <laughs> Half-Life is about to come out, and I feel yeah. like there is there's no life after, uh, because it's going to be crazy. Not just, you know, like, playing the game, but also having to make those videos, having to produce all kinds of stuff um, for the channel. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it's going to be uh, mental. Uh, so I'm, I'm just, you know, chilling a little bit. Yep. Um, playing some some pancake stuff not that much vr um, um because um yeah i don't know there is not much that really entices me to get into uh, the metaphors yep. at the moment um yep. so tell me about it yeah um and it will also be hard to um keep my eyes open on other stuff when half-life comes out because i i do feel like this game is so big that it will overshadow anything else that will be releasing in the same week so yep. I, I said it before, if you're a developer and you're planning to uh, publish your game at the same moment, you might want to consider a different date because yep. this is going to be that one week where everyone said like, oh, wait, so that game also came out? Mm -hmm. Never, never knew it came out because the hype is going to be yeah. so big. Um, but some, some developers do because they do think that, you know, because... Uh, the VR, you know, hype starts then that there might be more people looking for other uh, titles to play mm -hmm. too. So, although I, I do think it would be a good idea to bring out a game that is called like Half Life Eric at this moment, <laughs> because uh, I, <laughs> I think a lot of people would just <laughs> like, just like a random like like they did that a lot with like you know um, when the Beatles were popular, there were a lot of bands that started their name with the with the letters b and e as well like the bgs you know all, yeah. all of these like yeah. bands came in there as well yeah. because you know they wanted to be cataloged in the cd shops next to uh, the, the, the the rack where the beatles were yeah. which because people would go there but then ultimately would see the other game yeah. as well so that, uh, that happened to eric uh, uh, what is it apex apex uh, construct yeah you know, that's... apex legends yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah but I, I i do totally feel you guys and 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 you know like um i feel the same way about next week particularly you know like kind of slowing down a bit taking a bit of a break before the craziness hits with half-life alex because i know for us as content creators there's a lot of pressure there to uh compete with everyone else and you know we're going to be competing with uh, uh, channels that are a lot bigger than us of course that are now <laughs> dipping their toes into vr because of all of a sudden the interest behind it <laughs> yes, yes um so yeah i do totally feel you with that one um and and again um you know 
it has kind of been a bit slower in interesting content to cover as well. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of been dipping back into like uh, emulations with like EmuVR yeah, this yeah, week, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was a lot of fun. You know, they've, they, did, uh, they did an incredible update with um, some uh, zappers that you can now spin and play light gun games in VR as well. That wasn't my highlight of the week this week, uh, though. Uh, but before I get into what I uh, want to say is my highlight, let's read out some of the chat as well first. Um, We've got a long-time supporter, Watto UK. He played some Project Cars 2, also jumped back into No Man's Sky and played some X-Plane 11 until his controller battery ran out and he crashed and died in a fireball. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I hope you're uh, okay there, dude. Uh, Les Marwick, he's been playing No Man's Sky. He's saying it's taken over his life at the moment. Um, And then we've got Toothless, who finally tried Doctor Who Edge of Time this week. Mm -hmm. It was fun and scary, but I was disappointed on how short it was, he says. And then uh, real MVP in the chat is Eric Hartley, who was playing uh, the original Half-Life with a set of Razor Hydras. Half-Life uh, Eric. Yeah. There we go. So there we go. Good good times. Um, but yeah, my highlight of the week this week uh, is a game called Hyperdash. And I played this one on Oculus Quest. And this is one that has been recommended by the audience of this show uh, time and time again over the last few weeks and has been their highlighted game of the week. Uh, so I thought, is finally time. I need to go and check this game out for myself. Uh, I played it on Oculus Quest, teaming up with Gamertag VR. Uh, but you can also play this game on Oculus Rift as it's crossplay between both headsets. Uh, if you don't know anything about Hyperdash, it's an online competitive multiplayer first-person shooter. Uh, it's still in development right now, uh, but you can join uh, the alpha of the game and play it for free at the moment while they're sort of you know fleshing out and developing the game. Now, the really cool thing about this game uh, that sets it apart and is quite unique is that you use three different locomotion methods all at the same time. So you have a dash teleport, which has a cooldown. Uh, You have smooth locomotion, which you use for strafing and smooth sort of movements when you're firing. And you also have this awesome uh, locomotion method of grinding along rails, uh, which kind of reminded me of like Jet Set Radio as a kid. Yeah, I was just about to say, Jet Set Radio future really like made that popular, right? Man, it's so... Although maybe it's like Tony Hawk or something. Yeah, exactly. First, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Tony Hawk, yeah. Or or the the snow one from... uh, How was called again the snowboard games yeah i know which one you mean well um, like um sean white. tricky oh okay sean white yeah uh, i think uh gt said it reminded him of uh sunset overdrive you know that was mm-hmm. another one that, oh, game yeah, that used one, rail yeah. mechanics um but yeah this is a really fun game um the alpha it has two game modes right now uh, which are payload and domination and three maps um, my favorite mode was payload so uh, you know one team is pushing the payload you need a, a player on the payload to, to move it the other team is suppressing them so it doesn't hit their base uh, very similar to overwatch if you've ever played overwatch you'll be familiar with yeah. the payload sort of um, game mode um, it has dedicated servers cross play voice chat and it has these awesome pre and post match lobbies with other players so you know when the match is over you've got like little confetti guns that you can all use to celebrate and high five each other and congratulate each other on a good game Um, so for an alpha it's very very polished uh, and a lot of fun so I'd definitely recommend you go check it out uh, you just need to down uh, join the hyperdash discord to download the latest version for quest or rift um, and um, we've added a link to the discord in the description of this video if you want to go check it out so that is um, hyperdash my highlight of the week nice. this week yeah nice. have you guys Looks been uh, been seeing this one or uh, I've had the opportunity to check it out I haven't played it yet but yeah. uh, it does it reminds me a little bit of that um, there's also one of those high-speed shooters that was in the beginning where you had to like paint the area 
Because that that oh, orange Splatoon wall uh, Splatoon, but then the VR version. That I mean, okay, oh, the VR right? version. They made like in the beginning of like when shooters were becoming popular. They made like a certain kind of game as well. That I found it so much fun to do that. Also, I think a mode like that would work really great in in this kind of uh, in this kind of game, just because of you know the architecture and like the textures that they have. Yeah. Um, with the blue and the and the orange, yeah, work well. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people um, who saw it initially maybe passed on it because of the the teleportation. They were thinking, mm. "Oh, it's just a teleportation game. It's not going to be fun." Yeah. But the teleportation mm. makes it way more frantic uh, and fast paced. That's exactly why it's actually it's called uh, Battle Dome. Eric Hardley just posted oh, right, it in yeah. the chat. Battle that was Dome. the one that I meant. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. the teleportation tele- teleportation mechanic in that particular game in Battle Dome, I liked so much. Because you could only teleport on regions that were yours. Oh, that's so smart. If you first yeah. had to like you know make it orange or make it blue before you could actually uh, teleport to that uh, mm. to that region. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that would work well in this as well. And it, it, it makes uh, an interesting dynamic because when you face off with another player, it's kind of like a, a game of chess. Like you don't quite know where they're going to teleport to, uh, mm. and they yeah. could get the edge on you by like teleporting behind you, for example, and getting the drop on you. So it does make this like really fast-paced, frantic game, yeah. um, which is a lot fun and I wouldn't pass up on it if you're thinking oh it's just teleport only because it's got much more to it than that but this, um, this is exactly what the platform needs oh yeah for sure M- multiplayer uh, stuff like this that is like extremely action packed competitive something you want to return to get better at you know uh, beat other people uh, build up a friend uh, group there uh, this is something that you know should not only be on side quests but on uh, many yeah. other platforms. And I, I think that's the, the only reason why not many people know about this right now is because it's not on SideQuest, it's not on the official store, you yeah. have to download it through their Discord because it's still in development. Um, yeah. But, you know, the level of polish that they provided on this game so far, it's got a lot of potential and I would love to see this um, being one of those games that becomes like a, an eSport, you know, I think it's yeah. got a potential because yeah. um, I think watching this could be really fun as well mm. uh, from a spectator's yeah. point of view. Um, but yeah, totally, totally recommend it um, and, you know, is free to check out right now. We don't have any details on an official release or what other platforms it's coming to. Mm. Um, but yeah, jump on it and uh, check it out and give the developers some feedback of what you'd like to see in the full game. Okay. For sure. Cool. So that is Hyperdash. Uh, let's jump into some news then. And the first bit of news I want to talk about this week is about the Valve Index stock. Uh, because we talked about this on the show last week. And we told you that on Monday the 9th of March at 5pm UTC, new stock would be online on the Steam store, uh, including uh, Valve Index headsets, bundles and <laughs> controllers. And w- when I logged in, because I was... I was very, very tempted to pick up a set, a second set of controllers. So when I logged in, I was there, bang on uh, 5 p.m. And when I went to buy them, all it said was that you could order them. It didn't say you could buy them, just <laughs> order. And ordering means that it was in your basket. You'd kind of confirm that you were going to buy it. They yeah. would take the payment details later and then give you a shipping date later. <laughs> but the estimates were showing eight weeks delivery. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, this, this is kind of pointless because the only reason why I wanted a second set was potentially for Half-Life Alex, yeah. um, and eight weeks is just going to overshoot it. So I kind of like ended up abandoning that idea. But I just wondered, did anyone in the chat end up manage to get one uh, that was shipped straight away? Uh, or point. did the estimated shipping dates change? Um, or what about you guys? Because I know that you got a second set of controllers recently, Nathy. Yeah, well, you just got, you have to be quick. Just oh, now. you did manage to get one then? Yeah, I have it laying around here. It's, wow, it's like okay. the, I, I have the controllers. So you, 
Right, and you you were just there at 5 p.m. refreshing? No, 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 no. I already did it up front. I already ordered w- once before. So, oh, I see, I see. So yeah, they no, were I'm basically... Not, I'm not, like, I, like, I'm just like the Dutch people buying toilet paper. I already bought it up front. <laughs> you were panic buying. <laughs> exactly. Right. I bought, panic, yeah. panic buying <laughs> with Valve Index controllers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So yeah. basically, you had pre-ordered these uh, when they went out of stock originally, and they were fulfilling yeah. this order. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I guess when the stock came in, it means they were fulfilling the back orders first, and then opening yeah. them up yeah, for the sense. online new yeah, orders. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and this was okay, like the apocalypse of... moment where you know the last supermarket was getting raided. Yeah. Although Eric Hartley in chat says says that he has seen reports of fo- folks with eight weeks shipping getting confirmed shipping on Friday. Yeah. I, so some of those orders are in the air. That, and that, this is why I wanted to ask the chat because I'd heard rumors of this as well, and it was kind of strange and it's unusual for Valve to do that, you know, because I think it just puts people off because mm-hmm. people want to buy it, obviously for Half Life Alex. Maybe that's why they're doing it. Maybe because they they don't want people to like rush by now and then get disappointed or angry because by the time that they get mm. them, yeah, uh, it's gonna be too late. Would already be really, would have been released. So they just release them now and they say, uh, okay, well, if we can't make it, then uh, we set eight weeks. So. Yeah. yeah, VR Spry guy in the chat says um, his index changed from two to four weeks to three to five weeks. So his actually got pushed back further. So wow. there's a lot of different um, experiences that people have had where, uh, sort of getting these, I, uh, these headsets. I think we're, we have also seen a lot of people just going for a different purchase where uh, they initially wanted to buy the Valve Index, but they want to play Half-Life. So they decided to just buy something else. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the same with the Oculus Quest. And it's the same with any other headset that's sold out. Yeah. People are yeah. just, you know, you want to play it so are you then gonna wait are you gonna wait those five weeks i think some people are just like you know screw it i'm just buying something else i think the interesting thing is that previously i would have said go on the secondhand market and just buy one and when you when you Mm -hmm. get it clean it up but now with like the health concerns like putting someone else's face sweat on your face like it's a bit like oh Mm. i don't know if i would recommend doing that anymore Uh, i don't know what what do you guys think I, i think it's fine well, okay. the, like, like in terms of, of, of health, I don't think that is a problem. In, in terms of just regular hygiene, that's a different thing. Yeah, um, just disinfect but, it, you'd uh, say? Oh. Uh, well, I mean, if, if we're going to be talking about, like, uh, <laughs> and anything like that, I mean, those those kind of things don't, don't really live long okay. on surfaces anyway. So okay. uh, just, just they, they say a maximum of seven days, but only on uh, metallic surfaces. Okay. So. I don't think that that will be a problem. Just uh, don't yeah. rub like the face cover into your eye like I did. Uh, yeah, that's all I'm gonna that. say. <laughs> don't do that. You get pink, just pink in terms of, of of hygiene. No, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the age of the headset, of course. Uh, yeah, just give it a good and, clean disinfectant. But it, stuff. if if the like most of the headsets, like the Oculus Rift and the HD Five, come with removable yeah. face swaps. So if you have one of those laying around, then I don't see any problem uh, with, uh, with seriously. If you want to play Half Life. Next week on a Valve Index, then maybe like if if I was in in that position, I would just cancel my my order with Valve because it's not gonna arrive in time, mm-hmm. and just get one. Well, I wouldn't cancel it until I have a second hand one from someone, mm-hmm. just in case, and then go with that. Because again, as I said, if you just look over the border at other countries, let's say you live in Germany, and in Germany you can't buy any Valve Indexes then you could go to the Dutch marketplace 
the secondhand marketplace and buy one from there and just ship it to you. So I would just look also over the border at other websites mm. and see if you can get one there. And it's it's but cheaper that's... too, you know, like a Valve Index. It's extremely expensive. If mm. you could get a secondhand one, it's not a bad idea, not at all. Mm. But uh, I mean, a good point is made by Onikaze in the chat as well. For a lot of things, I tend to agree, but these headsets aren't something that has a huge repair DIY culture yet. So I do consider the support or warranty okay. much more than usual. Yeah, usual. And I do think that's a fair point, especially fair if you point. consider like uh, the, the Steam controllers, yeah. uh, the Valve controllers. There have been quite a bit of issues with them. Yeah. Um, and you need to do a little bit, bit of DIY if you want to fix them yourselves. Yeah, uh, I did. And if you don't have warranty done, then but the, that might be indeed like a reason. But not the to thing is, usually like here in Europe, warranty travels with the, the next person who buys it. Mm. Uh, maybe in America, that's a different story. But here, if I would buy it from Mike and he gives me the receipt, then I could still, you know, tell Valve like, listen, you know, I have problems. And then I could just send it back. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, in some countries it works different. Of course, you do need one. Yeah, of course. But it's a, the headset is not that old yet, so you still have warranty. Almost every headset you would buy has still the warranty uh, with that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that is um, the Valve Index stock. I'll quickly just touch on. Uh, I saw that some Oculus Quest stock was coming back in as well uh, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very sporadically, people were posting on Twitter. They're in oh. stock now. Five minutes later, that stock was gone. So mm -hmm. I don't think it's like a, a proper bulk of stock uh, available. No, and, and it was, I think it was again, like specifically targeted towards certain countries where yeah. you told like straight away, like, you know, it's sold out in the UK. I checked my country. You could, you could have bought a, 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 an Oculus Quest the entire day if you wanted to. Well, it was just up there. So, yeah. um, but then in the US, of course, was completely. Uh, so that's why I'm saying, if you're smart, sometimes you use a VPN and you just buy it over the border and then ship it to you. Mm. So, yeah, sometimes you got to, especially now with this whole apocalypse going on. Yeah. Smartest wins. Even with oh, how is it actually with the with the, does anyone know like the Rift S stock? Since I mean, I still I still see the Rift S. I mean, I'm using the Rift S. In Europe, as, uh, in the Europe for sure. I'm going to be uh, uh, playing Half-Life Alex with and I think it's. I, I think the, the added experience that the um, the, uh, the Valve Index will give will be there, but not in such a way that it's worth like not playing it without uh, having that particular ad. Yeah, I totally agree. It's not like six hundred pounds more better. <laughs> you know, you're still no. gonna have the same experience. Yeah, uh, it's just gonna be course. you know that slightly bit enhanced by the index. So you know, mm -hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't wait for the index. Uh, you know, if you if you don't have a headset and you can get access to a Rift S, it's a totally great headset as well. And the, like, let's not forget we talked about Vertigo Two demo, uh, the Vertigo Two demo mm. a while ago, where we like said like the Oculus Touch integration into that yep. was like yep. amazing. And uh, since yeah. it's the same person who worked for the Half Life Alex interaction in the hands there yeah i do have like a same level of expectation yeah no, I... so i do think that the rift s and the oculus touch controls will still be a, a perfect combination for that particular yeah game. And, and we know from when tested had hands on with it that they recommended uh you know even quest with link they said was a good experience the only headset that they didn't recommend playing half-life alex with was the cosmos um yeah. which was you know sad for htc yeah. which we're going to be talking and, and more also, about later and also 3d had in combination with uh, the hydro the hydros yeah of course <laughs> Although, uh, although you're a real uh, OG if you are playing with Hydra still, that, that was that was a, a fun time for sure. Um, okay, so let's get on uh, from the stock then of the Valve Index and the Quest and talk about E3 because um, 
It's a bit disappointing, but understandable in this current climate. The mm. E3 has been cancelled this year. Of course, yeah. this is due to what has been declared as a global pandemic now and joins Mobile World Congress, GDC, EGX and more tech and gaming events, which have all been cancelled to keep the public safe, which, you know, I understand. It's, it sucks, mm-hmm. but I understand why. It, it's, it's one of those measures that is uh, the right thing to do at this moment. But at the same time, it sucks. You know, it sucks really, really hard because there's so much going on. And especially also for virtual reality, that's that's I mean, not that I think, again, that E3 will be the big thing for VR, but it's just so much stuff that gets shown there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we speculate a lot about like PlayStation 5 and the new PSVR. And like these are the kind of conferences where stuff like that might get shown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that does suck. Yeah. And and and, suck. and the thing is, like, I've seen a lot of people saying, uh, ah, yeah, you know, E three was going to, you know, uh, already it, it's already dead anyways, and it's only getting worse from there. Um, but uh, that's just the game industry in general, uh, you know, judging uh, the event in in that way. But you do need to understand that the VR scene, as 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 being such a small niche for developers, every event they can, you know, get to is is a is a big bonus point uh, mm-hmm. because. That's the thing with our industry is that uh, VR needs to be tried. And some games uh, just don't get sold that well by just, you know, having a trailer on YouTube. Uh, it's like someone needs to try it and see how fun it is. It's the same with yeah. Beat Saber. You know, Beat Saber was this massive advertisement for VR last year at Gamescom and E3. People were just gathering around it where, you know, you wouldn't see that uh, in any and, way. And the perfect... The perfect example of that you'll get later on in the episode when I'm talking about the releases. Uh, you'll you'll yeah. see that it's not yeah. that easy to sell a no. game. <laughs> so 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 in that sense, it will it will it will definitely you know impact uh, the, uh, the 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 VR developers, and I, I hope they will find a way to you know promote it in, in a different way. Yeah. Yes, E3. Are, for they, us are they doing is... anything? Are they doing anything else uh, to like? replace you know the the conference itself like is there like i don't know like a live stream or is there like that's i think something going on or at a later date or they haven't announced anything yet but they've still got plenty of time to organize things and i I do hope that happens that it becomes an online conference almost like a a treehouse from nintendo or you Mm. know like a nintendo direct or whatever they call them um where they just give you all the information that they would have released at an an, an event online um but of course you know the game e3 was going to take place um in la uh, hmm. in June, the, between the 9th and the 11th of June. You actually had tickets to go, right, Nathan? You had yeah. flights, accommodation booked, which yeah, exactly. is all obviously being cancelled now. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you got hit financially for this as well, because I take it you can't get a refund on these things. No, no, no. We, 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 were, we have, like, insurance in that Oh, sense. you have? Okay, good. Yeah, nice. So it's, it's, it's fine. But not we didn't have an insurance because of a pandemic, though. <laughs> yeah, <of laughs> That's, course. like, a total different level. But, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed because... Uh, and, and it's not just that, I'm also very scared for other events such as Gamescom and, you know, ones that are kind of happening late summer. Um, because it's one of those places where not only developers can show off their games. No, it's also a place where, you know, you can you can celebrate the, 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 the awesomeness of games. And, mm-hmm. and it's also a place where you can network with people. Yep. You know, because of E3, people come to L.A. So the whole city is full of uh, uh, all kinds of people from the VR scene that you can just hang out with. So it's it's super fun. It's, it's a great way to network. And, um, yeah, again, I just hope that, uh, you know, most, of course, like a lot of companies are struggling. Almost every company is struggling. Yeah. But, um, yeah, in the VR scene, you know, it's such a small 
industry that I just hope that developers, you know, get more time to kind of push their their launch windows or, you know, yep. uh, hardware manufacturers getting some some time to figure things out because, yep. you know, uh, we can say yeah, VR is just a virtual thing, but uh, there is still a lot behind the scenes that even VR arcades, you know, where first we were like, oh, yeah, go to VR arcade, have fun. There's so many arcades that are not going to make it right now. Yeah. yeah. And I think as well, like if you're a developer out there and you want some, you know, exposure on your game, you know, that maybe you was going to announce during E3, then just get in touch with us. You know, there's there's opportunities there that yeah. potentially we could show games off on the, our, our own yeah. respective channels. So I mean, that is an opportunity. That's what I did with iIllusions, you know, with Space Pirate Arena. They were yeah. going to show that off at GDC. Um, and I just told them like, hey, can I just check it out up front? Then it got canceled. And now it's the only thing that is, you know, they're mm. one of the only developers that had some marketing going on, um, mm -hmm. you know, even that GDC was canceled. So, yeah, uh, it's yeah, smart. I mean, and of course, you've got the uh, Upload VR, you know, uh, E3 showcase that they've been doing the last couple of years as well, which no doubt we'll get some announcements from. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, other big events will likely follow suit uh, unless anything rapidly changes in the world. You know, events such as Gamescom in August, uh, Oculus Connect in September, even that far out could be yeah. cancelled. Um, and it would be a real shame as I love these events, but I understand, True. you know, the public's health uh, is, is at the forefront in this. Um, but, you know, yeah. like uh, something that, you know, you touched on these sort of online events, you know, companies or, or events showing this stuff online. Oculus are actually doing this themselves and announced this week that they're going to be hosting a load of new announcements and updates next week on the official Oculus blog uh, with what they're calling the Game Developers Showcase. Uh, mm -hmm. This starts on Monday next week and runs up to Thursday uh, and they sort of tease that there's going to be updates for Beat Saber, Pistol Whip uh, and some other oh. bits and pieces. So hopefully um, oh. this is going to be um, you know, their uh, content that they were going to show off at GDC which of course got cancelled. So hopefully we hear more information about like when we can play the new Medal of Honor, for example, yeah. um, from Respawn Entertainment. But this is interesting. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah. This is very interesting because, you know, when we were at Oculus Connect, you know that we were disappointed about the fact that it became more of a corporate uh, business event and, and less about, you know, uh, celebrating games. And we suggested to have something next to Oculus Connect. So maybe... Um, you know, hopefully this will have um, success in a way where Facebook sees the potential and thinks like, oh, maybe we should actually turn this into an event next year, a physical mm. event next to Connect that is just, you know, purely for, for the gaming uh, scene. That yeah, would be nice. Uh, I would because love this that. Is kinda, this kind of looks like that in a small way. Of course, they are forced to do this, mm. um, but maybe they, they see the potential, uh, you know, for the future. Yeah, although I think this is just going to be blog posts. I don't think there's yeah, going to be like still, a, a, a video. It sounds. Event. It yeah. sounds like some. How many times do we really get updates on 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 gaming in general with yeah. Oculus with everyone kind of in that circle? I think yeah. they should do more yeah. with that. And hopefully we see Mike too. You know, Mike Verdu. finally, yeah. you know, make his appearance. Say like, you know, here are some awesome games and some DLCs, and we're yeah. proud of the developers and the people who make uh, content for us. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that would be amazing. Like if we get some new games announced next week, that'd be really exciting. So if you're looking forward to that, yeah. stay tuned to the the official Oculus blog. Uh, yeah. No doubt then it'll get spread like wildfire throughout the sort of usual VR channels and, and on Twitter as well. So yeah. I'm sure um, hopefully we'll get some uh, some interesting news from Oculus next week uh, as well. But I really hope, you know, uh, with this sort of pandemic going on that people sort of uh, start looking at and investing into, you know, like virtual reality events. And I know that, you know, your brother David, he's 
spoken at a virtual yeah. reality event before about um, sort of healthcare, right? Yeah. You know, VR yeah, and healthcare. Yeah. It was like um, called uh, educators in, uh, in VR. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that would be really interesting. And I hope out of all of this, someone pushes that concept further and actually makes it a reality. Because the way I was kind of thinking about it was that if you have an event like that, and especially with what we've seen with WebXR recently, you know, like WebXR, mm-hmm. you could just jump straight into a demo or a or gameplay of a game from a web page. Yeah. Like if, if somehow they can incorporate the that sort of mechanic or functionality of WebXR into an event, you could, you could then essentially go to an event, look at mm-hmm. a trailer for a game, and then actually just try it because you're wearing a VR headset anyway. You yeah. could then just jump straight into a demo or the albeit a stripped down version of that demo maybe because of the the limitations of WebXR but I think you know that could be a really interesting use of the technology uh, mm. in the future but it's 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 funny to see that now because of all of the stuff that is happening in the world this is taking you know some some steps because now people realize wait so VR conferences are not really a thing yet and aren't maybe even as good yet to do so uh, and, and now suddenly it's like, oh, wait, so maybe this could work and that could work. Now people start to think about the possibilities where before, if I would ask you like, hey, uh, Mike, uh, if we do a VR conference, where should we do it? You would maybe say, oh, you know, Altspace or, uh, you know, Engage. And But now suddenly, you know, uh, having these big events where like more than maybe 50 or 100 people want to come over. Um, things start to get a little complicated, a little different. Uh, I, I do have to say, I do find the the creativity of like people in the last couple of weeks kind of amazing. Like I know at my own university, they they invest a lot on like telemetry and like doing those kind of conferences online through a live stream, which I think is already a nice kind of development. Of course, doing it in VR would be you know edge edge of uh, of technology right now. But um, I, I do think that people start to see especially with these kind of things happening more and more the benefit mm-hmm. of like, you know, working from home or like uh, um, doing things that you could be doing in, 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 a, in a separate space or in your own space rather than traveling for that particular event, going somewhere. Yeah. Of course, there's a certain charm that that is associated with that because we all still go to the movie cinema, even though we have a virtual reality headset or True. we see, yeah, we all have a TV or, or, or a projector or whatever. There's, there's like a certain social aspect that is important from that as well. Um, and I think that virtual reality in that particular field can do a lot of good mm. um, since we all know that social presence is big in virtual reality. And if you could actually, for example, in the, in the example of, uh, of the university, still go to university, but do it in, in in, uh, in virtual reality with like the professor in the front, I think that would be a really cool kind of concept yeah. that you still have all your students in the same room, uh, but just not physically there, but they're in the mm. virtual world. Yeah, absolutely. And Eric Hartley uh, made a really good point as well that HTC are uh, hosting a sort of Vive um, event in VR uh, yeah. using Engage, like you said, Nathy, and yeah. that's going to be on March the 19th. And he's also posted a link if you yeah. want to sort of register for it. So go and check that out if you're yeah, interested. It's, uh, it's funny to see that HTC in, in, in this uh, particular, you know, uh, uh, moment is, is doing very well with that because they are mm. used to uh, constantly figuring mm. out to get more people together in VR because, you know, last year they had so many conferences going on to bring their whole VR community together. It's quite normal, you know, in Asia to do that. And now they're also one of the first to say like, hey, listen, you know, because they're working on a, on a um, you know, a program too, an application yeah. that, you know, allows you to come together, customize your avatar, et cetera. So yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like they're they're the chosen ones to kind of, you know, especially now with everything they have been doing. Yeah. This could be something positive for them to kind of, you know, gain back some reputation. Yeah, and, and we've said that already a couple of times in this podcast that like we, we kind of need something that would draw work environment in virtuality. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that this might be that extra push that yeah. might be yeah. needed in order to yeah. go and do something. The world needs it, absolutely. And if you are sort of, you know, on lockdown somewhere and, you know, you want to meet up with people and sort of still socialize, there's plenty of VR apps you can do that with. Big screen, yeah. VR chat, Engage, Roomy, um, Alt Space, you know, the list is endless. You yeah. can even go to a party in VR chat. Yeah. You know, they, they, they actually <laughs> do that there. Yeah, yeah you do. can do that. Yeah, or Rec Room. DJ and everything. Yeah, go to Rec Rave room. in uh, the ha Wave, have, the wave maybe. Half. Yeah. Plenty uh, to keep you busy there. So, uh, you know. <laughs> Hug some head craps. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that is um, E3 cancelled, but hopefully it will push uh, for future development of yeah. like online events and virtual reality events. I, I would think that would be really cool. Um, and kind of leads me on nicely to Facebook Horizons, which is the next sort of uh, subject of the news mm. this week. Uh, if you've not heard of Horizons, it's kind of like Facebook's VR social platform for both Oculus Rift and Oculus Quest. Is it, is it Horizons? or Horizon? No, it's Horizon, but I call it Horizons. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, cut me some slack. It's like rowdy. Stormlands. Yeah, exactly. No S's are allowed. So this, so this is the successor of uh, Facebook Spaces. Well, this is, this is it, because um, Facebook have experimented with VR social platforms in the past. Um, like you said, previous attempts include Facebook Spaces, Oculus Rooms as well, which we all really enjoyed on Oculus Go. Uh, Actually, it is one big social platform. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The entire thing. Yeah, yes. that is true. Yes, there is that. But like, I don't think these two specific applications really gained any traction. And I think that's why they ended up uh, sort of being <laughs> left by the wayside. Um, but Facebook uh, Horizons uh, or Horizon hopefully will take the best of these programs that they've already worked on and make them even better because Facebook Spaces had a really cool feature where you could um, actually do like a video call through your phone. Mm. Um, you know, like it was a video call in VR through to someone else's phone. Like you could call a family member and it would be your avatar in a virtual space <laughs> on, on, on the video call, which was really amazing, really, when you think about the technology <laughs> behind it. And, and when you did it, it freaked people the hell out because they didn't even know what the heck was going on. <laughs> Um, so that was really funny. And and you could also, um, you know, hang out with a friend. Like we, we experimented with this quite a lot, didn't we, Nathie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in spaces where you could, uh, you know, dynamically change the environment behind uh, around you with a 360 yeah, a nice uh, image. Yeah. Um, and also even... Uh, hang out in uh, animated uh, quillustrations, uh, which was really, really cool as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then moving on to Oculus Rooms on Go, um, you know, you had this customizable apartment which you could invite people over, play casual games like Monopoly and Boggle, uh, which were so much fun. I think it was just the, the idea of relaxing, chatting, and just playing a casual game together just worked really well. Yeah. Um, and because, you know, you didn't, because it was free and everyone had access to it on the headset, it made it much easier to have that kind of like social gameplay yeah. Yeah. Um, and, experience. And uh, also a cool part of that was that um, it did not only support uh, the Oculus hardware, but also Vive. Um, and I think the same will happen with Facebook Horizon, where you can just access it with other headsets too, because Facebook Spaces had a, you know, they had a website where you could just go to and you could just download it there. So it was not just on the Oculus platform. No, you could also just download it and put it on your computer. So um, I think that Facebook Horizon will be for everyone uh, in, in, in that because, I mean, they want to have the social platform in VR. Yeah. So they want to make sure everyone can join. Yeah. And one of the, one of the most... I, I, I do wonder about that, though. Like, what, what is their exact 
like goal or point with making this? Like, what is the? What do you think, the, what, Rowdy? What, no, no. <laughs> like, like is because the way that I see it portrayed, it's not really a game, right? No. It's it's more like a like a social happening, a social experience. Yep. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm wondering how how that is gonna manifest itself. Like like what what kind of like experience should I be expecting from this? Mm-hmm. And are we going to see, since this is Facebook, of course, this is a heavily curated experience, how are they going to prevent from something that I would like to call like the uh, the VR chat effect, where you can see like a lot of people joining, uh, doing things they shouldn't be doing or having groups bothering other groups. Um, like like mm. Because the way they, they're portrayed in that advertisement or in that trailer is, is, it looks really nice, it looks really interesting, but... We all know that in reality, when you have these kind of things, they get flooded with like memes or flooded with well things that shouldn't be there or things that should be there, but not in that specific space. There's going to be kids running around mm. bothering older people that want to just have a completely different experience. How How is Facebook going to make sure they cater to all those different groups mm. well, and still make it fun? The, the, I think, I think the, the answer to that question is that that that's what they're experimenting with now because the reason why I bring up uh, Facebook Horizons is because like um, there is a closed alpha that is going to be starting fairly imminently and uh, a user who has been invited to take part in that alpha posted the invite on Reddit this week um, so sort of sharing it with everyone else and there was like an NDA uh, they had to sort of agree to before being a part of the, the, the alpha um, but it would just be suggesting that you know people are going to be testing it um, out in the wild over the next few months and then hopefully yeah. reiterating it, changing things and then releasing yeah. it later the, on this year. Like the trailer they, they uh, launched for, for Facebook Spaces shows that, you know, every average Joe can get into VR, first of all. Uh, and then second of all, it's you see that they're, you know, partnering up with friends because it's not like, uh, in, in the trailer at least, that they are hanging out with strangers. Same with Facebook Spaces. We had to be friends to mm. be able to hang out with each other. So I think what they are going to build it on is, of course, you know, the friend system to kind of moderate it in that way because that's an easy way to do it. You know, you have the friend system. If people hang out with each other, the trolling already becomes quite, you know. Um, and uh, Facebook also has people, you know, on their platforms uh, constantly watching. It's like Altspace and VR Chat. They have people working there that are in the game like that moderators. keep an eye on it. Yeah. But again, yeah, as Rowdy said, VR Chat, a lot of weird stuff happens that... Not Wouldn't gets- it be hilarious then that you would have like, uh, like before you sign in, you get like a set of rules, like what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to mm. do. And that you actually have like a physical like policing unit that goes around that you can go and complain to. Well, I didn't want to tell you guys, uh, you know, early, but now I've signed up to the Facebook Horizon Police Department and police I'm going to be, uh, be enforcing officer. the law there, you know, in the virtual world. So, no, but there, there, will mean, be, there will be. It could, it could eventually be something oh, yeah. like that, yeah. right? That you have like this like policing unit or something that you can report or complain to or record stuff and then show it there or... Yeah, maybe not such a format, but in, in some way or form that might actually be happening in order to control this. Because especially if they say, oh, we want to have like, what was it? One billion people or one million people mm-hmm. in virtual reality. Yeah. Uh, uh, one billion. Um, if they want to want to get to that point, like eventually they, they're going to have to have some kind of system in place that moderates itself. You can't have 
uh, moderators. Yeah, the, the way they describe Horizon is that it's an ever-expanding world where you can explore, play, and create. And I think, you know, if you kind of envisage, like, what Rec Room is a bit like, you know, you've got user-created content in there, you've got established content that's created by, you know, uh, the developers themselves. Uh, you can hang out, you can play games, casual games together, and I think that's yeah. kind of the vibe they're going to be going for. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be mm-hmm. really interesting. And, and, you know, sadly, none of us got to try it at Oculus Connect. Um, no. So I'm, 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 in, I'm super intrigued by it. Uh, looking forward to hearing more about it. So hopefully the testing will, you know, iron out some of the bugs and, and features uh, so it's ready for yeah. release. I think if I had to put a guess on it, I would, I would say it's probably going to release around September time, probably around Oculus Connect, you know, 7. Uh, mm. Whether that will happen or not, who knows? Maybe it will happen in Facebook Horizon. We never know. Or F8, and they let the Zuck show it off again, like yeah, they did last time. Yeah, that would be a smart time. move. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because they, what did they do again? They had him on stage, and then they had someone at the office of Facebook, and mm. they were just calling each other. Um, so maybe they show off that. They show kind of like the difference of, hey, you can be in VR, but you can also be outside of it. Because I still think they're going to build a bridge between those two worlds. Yeah, uh, although uh, Eric Hartley did say that F8 has been cancelled, which is true. Um, yeah, yeah, but F8 should go. And this virtual. is like an online event. Yeah, of course. It would be, it would be, it would be a, a fail from their side if they are not able to pull off something virtually uh, because of the fact that they are totally invested into that. They well, should is, at least try. Yeah, this is the <laughs> thing that you know when we was at Oculus Connect Six and we all kind of joked about it was that you know when we were there during the announcement of our Facebook Horizon that they should have said uh, and now underneath your seat is a is a headset you know whether oh. it's the Quest or whatever. Everyone, we're going to jump into Horizon together and we're going to explore the lands together. You know, that would have been that amazing Ready Player One moment, you know. Mm. Uh, sadly, that didn't happen. Uh, but you never know. No. Might happen in the future. But that is Facebook Horizon being tested behind the scenes. So hopefully we'll get a release um, yeah. this year at least. So mm. there we go. Um, next bit of news this week is about uh, is from HTC. as A bit of a strange one, this one. As they're discontinuing two of their headset lineup uh, with a view to streamlining the options available. Uh, We kind of discussed this on a podcast a few episodes ago where we said that HTC have got too many different headsets on the market, you know, um, making it very confusing for customers to choose which headset is the right headset for them. Mm. You know, even if you look at Oculus, they only have three headsets, you know, the Go, the Quest and the Rift S. But even that causes a lot of confusion with consumers uh, differentiating which headset is the right headset for them. So when you've got 10 on your store, you yeah. know, it, it means that consumers are going to have to do significant research before buying any of your products. And a lot of people just don't have the time to do that. So, um, but it seems that HTC are trying to alleviate this problem to a certain degree by dropping some of their headsets, but it's surprising which ones they dropped. So they're actually dropping the HTC yeah. Vive Pro um, and discontinuing that headset. In that's fa- like their most popular headset. Uh, uh, like everyone yeah. who says like HTC, they mainly talk about the HTC Vive Pro. Yep, I totally 100% agree with you. It's the last headset they made that is actually, you know, still based on but the original design by Valve. It's not the headset that gets recommended by people. No, it's, but it's, it's very it's popular. Not. It's very popular in the enterprise scene, but has also been quite popular within the, you know, consumer uh, scene, even that it was like very expensive. But the Vive Cosmos? No, the Vive Pro. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Vive Pro, um, you know, out of all the headsets that Vive currently do, it's probably the only one that I would still recommend. And it's a nice headset. It is a nice headset, yeah. and a lot of people still use it today. I know I know, Josh, Dud, I think, still uses that headset yeah, yeah. Uh, to record his content with. A lot of streamers do as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think they do it's, it. It's that with the combination of using the OpenVR plug in an OBS that just makes it... Uh, 
yeah. a really great experience for a beginning content creator. Right. It's, yeah. the, the specs are nice. The comfort is really good too. It's a bulky headset, I know, but uh, mm-hmm. and it's super wireless. And it has different controllers than some people prefer this one oh, yeah. controllers more oh, yeah. than they do the Oculus Touch controllers. And but it's blue. And it's, it's just blue, a matter of personal preference. Yeah, but at least you had the option. And, and that's the thing with the Vive Cosmos, like you don't have those controllers anymore mm. either. No, yeah. at least with the, the Vive Pro, you could you you know you could pair it with a pair of index controllers if you wanted to. And of course, with the Cosmos now, with the Elite faceplate that enables, you know, Steam VR tracking, you can do the same thing. But you're talking about, you know, adding more money. And to be honest, the Cosmos build quality isn't very good, um, to be honest. Um, but it just seems strange that th- this is the headset that they drop. Yeah. Um, and they're actually, so th- they're not dropping it completely. They're replacing it with the HTC Vive Pro I, uh, mm. you know, the, the, basically the Vive Pro with eye tracking. And it will be, uh, you know, the same price as the original Vive Pro bundle but you get the eye tracking, so you do get that for free, I guess. But a lot of people don't want that eye... I mean, everybody wants eye tracking, but not the kind of eye tracking... Yeah, personally, what I would like to have seen is that, you know, they they drop the price of the Vive Pro eye package and then (laughs) drop the price of the Vive Pro even further uh, to maybe be a little bit more expensive than the Cosmos because then at least you've got that yeah. that better option there um, but it seems a strange move but <laughs> they just also- have so many headsets like they had to kind of kill off something uh, that that you know they had um, but yeah w- like look at what else uh, could they have cancelled you know they just have that whole Cosmos lineup they're not mm. going to cancel that the Vive Vanilla they could have cancelled that it's already mm. kind of cancelled anyways um, so what else do you have then like the Vive Focus was pretty much development kit, so no well, one seems to really care about that one, but uh, the Vive Pro is the only option for them, I feel like. Mm. They're actually discontinuing the Vive Focus as well. Uh, yeah, I know. And I replacing know. it with the Vive Focus Plus, and which is the one that comes the, with controllers. That's yeah. the, Another headset. And, and that's what I think is the most stupid decision. It's Of course, the Vive Pro is getting used by a lot of arcades. You see it everywhere in arcades. Mm. It's a nice, it's a great headset. Um, you know why? But, because in the beginning, they were the best headset on the market. When yeah. they came out, it was a full package that you got. Mm-hmm. You got the best tracking out of the box. You got the, the controllers together with the headset. And those early arcade, virtual reality arcades, mm-hmm. they wanted that complete package. Mm-hmm. So they invested in HT Vive. Yeah. And I'm telling you, once you're in that ecosystem, then you stay in that ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Unless when the future products start to like, you know, yeah. be less but, good. Yeah, but the reason why I'm saying is it's a stupid decision to cancel the Vive focus in that sense is because it's a standalone and standalone is becoming the future right now if they were smart they would have at least well maybe we don't know maybe they're coming up with the next version of that but that's exactly what is going to be the, the most interesting thing in in the near future mm. so yeah i don't know it's it's i think it has something to do with them not doing very well yes. and having so many headsets out there and also having to kind of focus on their new lineup they can't focus on both but yeah it's a shame to see it go uh, yeah. In that sense, because uh, I don't think arcades want to buy a Vive Pro I, and I also don't think a consumer wants to still buy one, mm-hmm. uh, because they did drop the price just right before, just to kind of get rid of their yeah, last. The uh, eye tracking they have there isn't that more like like the reverse eye tracking. It's not in order to increase the resolution, but rather for like an advertiser to know where they're mm-hmm. watching. Yes, yeah, but it's, it's for development right now. I don't think but, it's um, a fixed, no. like uh, dyna- dynamic foveated rendering. I don't think that's enabled yet. No. But it's your only way to get a Vive Pro, basically. Yeah, although, you know, they are still in stock right now. Um, they're just yeah. phasing them out. So when, when the stock is depleted, then they'll switch uh, this over to the Vive Pro I bundle. Um, yeah. So if you still want one, now's the time. Um, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> at, you know, to be honest, I would have... I, I, 
would recommend the Vive Pro over the Cosmos if you know if you're going oh, yeah. if you're dead set on getting an HTC headset. Yeah. Um, so I do think it's a shame in that sense. And it comes with the new base station, so that's 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 really yeah. uh, solid. Um, yeah, it sounds like survival tactics to me. Yeah, uh, and like I said uh, before, we move on. Um, whilst on the subject of the Cosmos, it does seem that HTC will be shipping out the Cosmos Elite modular front plate soon, that allows it to be tracked uh, by SteamVR uh, base station okay. tracking. Um, but like I said before, I like the modular approach to the Cosmos, uh, but I think it's going to take a lot more uh, for HTC to recover from the, the, the bad yeah. launch of Cosmos, really, yeah. to get its yeah. reputation back. Yeah. yeah. So, so that is um, some news from HTC. Um, so last bit of uh, news this week is uh, about Panzer Dragoon. Uh, it's making a comeback, uh, but this time it's going to be a VR game. Now, I wasn't that familiar with Panzer Dragoon as I uh, as I wasn't sort of a, a Sega fanboy back in the day. I was more of a Nintendo lad. Uh, and this originally released on the Sega Saturn back in sort of 95. Um, did any of you guys have a Sega Saturn? Or, no. or knew anyone well, that had one? I, I do have a funny story about Panzer Dragoon. Go on then. I'd love to hear it. Because uh, they, they made an Xbox version as well. Okay. Um, I remember that was back in the time when I was like a just like a poor little kid and I couldn't afford any gaming stations. So what I um, what I would buy were those gaming magazines. Yeah, you, you remember those? Yeah, of where course. you got like the like the, the cheat codes and like all this. <laughs> so I would, every week I would get like one. <laughs> and there was this one before the Xbox actually came out. They started making those Xbox magazines as well. And I was gonna get the Xbox eventually when it, when it got released. And Panzer Dragoon was one of those games that I really really wanted to have. Just because it looks so cool in that uh, Xbox magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I never bought it actually afterwards. <laughs> because I could only buy one game for the entire year. And that was Halo. Of so course. I, I, I know. I, and I got two games for free. I got Jet Set Radio Future and um, like a car racing game. Uh, that was with the, the original demo of the Xbox. It wasn't but fun. eventually I never never managed to... I did play Panzer Dragoon on a PC emulator afterwards. Okay. Uh, I do. I did. Uh, I did that, but I never actually played um, on the Xbox, and definitely not on the Sega because that was. Mm. Even so uh, just like I honestly, I never, I never heard of this game. Okay. I have no it's, idea it's... what you're talking about. Okay. So tell me why is this such yeah, a such a oh, good title? I'm I'm intrigued. Okay. Did no, you... I'm not saying it's a good title, but well, yeah. it's just something that that looked back then visually to me was that like wow. Yeah. Exactly. I, I want and, that. Okay. and you know, so did you ever play on a Sega Saturn? Nathy? No, because no, I'm, did, I'm from I'm from '94, guys. Well, oh <laughs> you was God. one year old. <laughs> <laughs> you, you but I do know old. it, of course. I do yeah. know it. Uh, but, okay, uh, yeah. so yeah, I never I never had a Saturn. I never really had a friend that had one either. So I never played played it originally on the Saturn. Um, but it was um, it it was one of those games that was um, one of the best games on the Sega Saturn system, basically back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an arcade on rails shooter where you ride on the back of a dragon and shoot enemies while the dragon float like flies through these kind of like open environments. Mm-hmm. Um, and like and like Rowdy says, for its time, it was very visually impressive. Even though you look at it now and you think, God, it looks pretty bad, but <laughs> at the time, it was pretty mind blowing. Um, and it and it gained this this huge following. And and since then, there's been sequels, and a lot of people still really love the franchise. And I know that they're sort of remastering some of the franchise uh, for Pancake Games, but they're also developing this VR game as well. Now, the VR game is going to be titled Panzer Dragoon Voyage Record, and this will allow players to relive sections of the pre. Previous games, so Panzer Dragoon 1, 2, and Panzer Dragoon Saga in glorious virtual reality from a first person perspective. 
So the team developing the game are a Japanese dev team called Wildman, uh, who previously created a, Dran- a Panzer Dragoon uh, concept called uh, the Gunner of Dragoon, uh, which we're going to be sort of playing the video of in the background right now. So that's kind of give you an indication of what the game might finally look like. Um, what's kind of interesting to me, though, is that Riding on the back of a dragon sounds pretty intense <laughs> as a VR experience <laughs> because the thing is with flying games um, generally in VR is that you have a cockpit, you know, in a plane. And that's kind of like your point of reference. You know, you're, you're, it's always level, so it stops you from feeling motion sick and everything else. But with a dragon, there's nothing around you. <laughs> so I'd imagine you're going to be feeling pretty vulnerable uh, riding on the back of this dragon. And I wonder how comfortable it's going to be for, for new players. Um, yeah. So what do you guys think of, think of this sort of concept? Um, you're going to be shooting enemies, of course, with your, your, your motion controllers at the same time whilst ri- riding on the back of this dragon. And as much as I was a, a fan uh, on paper of Panzer Dragoon uh, back then, uh, I still don't think that the game like that would work well for virtual reality. Safe, I think the dragon riding would be pretty cool, but I think the, the shooting would be huh. too gimmicky mm-hmm. in order for it to feel right. Could be wrong, of course, I don't know. Yeah, would you like rather to ha- rather like just take control of a dragon, just fly around? Would that be more fun, do you think? Yeah, okay. I think that would be, be kind of neat. Or like, you know, instruct a dragon to like, breathe fire on like some kind of lonely civilians yeah. what, are the, what what's um, the dragon called in um in game of thrones is it zakaris or something like that she says uh, and then it breathes fire down on all her enemies dracaris dracaris that's that, it. yeah Dracarys? that sounds about right uh, yeah, that, that i was a big uh, aragon fan as well if you guys ever oh, aragon. Aragon. right right nice yeah. nice yeah that's that would be a well. cool concept um but obviously we don't have any details on release platforms yet, and it's some way off as I think it's going to be planned for release this time next year. So it's just kind of a little bit of a heads up if you're a Panzer Dragoon fan that you've got this VR game that's going to be in the works and coming out sometime uh, next year, I think. I, I just want Nintendo Labo support for this one. I don't know. It would be good for the, you know, the the one peripheral, the the bird one. I think oh, I thought you wanted to like fully construct like a dragon in your oh, living no, yeah, room made out of cardboard. You can just okay, ride on the back of it. Like as a, long as it's it's a cheap box, I can buy a Nintendo shirt. Like a mechanical buckaroo in your in your living room. That's a yeah paper yeah. dragon. No, yeah. but I, I I do think you know a game in where you uh, ride a dragon um, could be interesting. I don't know if this is gonna be it. I don't know if I like the the part of like you know having to shoot things too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, something maybe multiplayer. Something maybe as you said, like Game of Thrones, where um, the dragon is a part of your adventure. Imagine mm-hmm. like a a single player title with a dragon pet that you sometimes have to work together with um, would be interesting. But yeah, you kind of gave you kind of gave me a, an image in my mind of like Falcon Age. So imagine yeah, Falcon, Falcon Age. Age where you're yeah. looking after the the bird, but instead yeah. of a bird, it's a dragon, and then you 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 look after it and nurture it to a point where it's so big that you can ride on the back of it. That'd be uh-huh. freaking epic. A little bit like that uh, PlayStation game uh, where you like I forgot the name. It's like this huge dog. Uh, winged uh, beast, uh, like the name doesn't pop up right now, but it's it's a classic. The last, the, the last guardian. Exactly that, yeah. where you know sometimes you play as just you, and then sometimes you work together with, and I think that could be nice. But then we're talking about high budgets and VR yeah. is. Uh, I'll take Half Life for now, okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. But still, you know, we can, you know, dream about the future where money just, you know, rains down on every VR developer, where they just can't catch it anymore. They have no idea where it goes. That's that's where VR goes mainstream, guys. Yeah. That sounds amazing, right? 
Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen for a long time now, even further for the, into the future because of what's going on. Um, but it is kind of interesting that Sega are sort of um, remaking some of their classics in VR because this isn't the first one. Of course, Space Channel 5, I know that you're a, you're a fan of this one, Nathie, um, yes. is also coming um, you know, to VR, uh, which, is, which is unusual. And I wonder kind of what's next, you know, could they uh, make like Dirt Rally maybe, bring, bring that back, or, or maybe Virtual Cop, House of the Dead 2 maybe? Mm. That would be awesome. Yeah, no, I I think that could work if you if you look at Bandai Namco with their um, VR Zone arcades. Um, you know they brought Godzilla to life, Gundam, um, Dragon Ball Z, um, of course Mario Kart. Um, so you you can see those you know companies definitely do something in the VR scene. Yeah, yeah. I'm still just waiting, you know, for Nintendo to make like the you know the big step and and, and go into VR because. Um, Sega, Nintendo, and some others have like so many good IPs. They they can really make it happen. But they're yeah. just, I think they're just waiting. As you said, like VR is not mainstream yet. They're just kind of waiting it out, just see how things go. So I I still think you know, looking at Xbox, looking at Nintendo, looking um, that they're waiting. It doesn't really seem to hurt them that much. Although of course Xbox is a different story. But still, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Where you can still kind of just sit back and see what the rest is doing. But mm-hmm. the time will come. Yeah, of course it will. And I think, you know, in terms of arcade experiences, the um, the Mario Kart Arcade GP, you know, is the best VR experience I've ever tried. Um, Wait, my friend, until the end of the show. Okay, yeah. We're going to talk <laughs> okay, okay. Nathan's <laughs> version of this, you know, the Eye Illusions version of this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that is all the news this week. Now let's hand it over to Rowdy for the latest releases to look forward oh. to, or maybe Uh-oh. not so much. I'm intrigued. Do, are you definitely going to look forward to this one? Uh-oh. Like, uh, Here we go. I mean, prepare yourself. You, you guys made a big mistake with giving me the reins on this one yeah. because uh, I thought this wouldn't be the same section if I if I wouldn't do the first game. Dinosaurs, goddamn dinosaurs! <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one is called uh, the first game I'm going to talk about is. Uh, the Pteranodon's Flight, the Flying Dinosaur Game. <laughs> the now, Flying what do you think, Dinosaur Game. What do you think this is about? Well, this this basically looks like Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it looks like Eagle it's, Flight, but way more awesome. Yeah, okay, so uh, let, let me explain it. So it's it's releasing for the Valve Index, HC Vive, Oculus Rift, and Windows uh, Mixed Reality. There is not a price that I found yet uh, <laughs> as of now. And it's made by Victory XR and it will be releasing on the 16th of March, uh, 2020. So that's next mm. week. Um, interestingly, it's listed under the education genre. <laughs> now, what? after seeing this trailer, I was like, there's not really a lot of education. But then I read the description and they say, so welcome to Pteranodon's Flight, the high speed action game. <laughs> yeah, go on. The, the high speed action game allows you to take control of one of history's <laughs> greatest flying reptiles. Dip, dive, swoop, and swore as you hunt for prey. Weave through jagged rocks and brave an erupting volcano. So I was still like, where's the education in this part? Mm-hmm. But then along comes Wendy. Wendy? I don't, I don't know Wendy who, who Wendy is, but um, before you dive in, mm-hmm. join Wendy Martin as you take a close look at lifelike scale models of these ancient creatures. Oh. Be careful, though. 
you might actually learn something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that part. I mean, I guess that's the ed educational part of it. It sounds um, like you make first, you're like, oh, let's make a game, awesome, awesome. Oh, wait, yeah. maybe you should make something education as well. And then they just yeah, add yeah. like something. Oh, yeah, now it's also education. There you go. But I have to say, visually, it looks quite appealing. It does. And I, for one, would love to ride on a flying dinosaur's back uh, yeah. for a change. It, uh, it's so funny that this, this you know, is so coincidental that it looks exactly like Panzer Dragoon. Um, <laughs> but th this is not pre-arranged. No, it's beforehand. not. <clears throat> we, 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 we don't prep or have any planning involved. But we've got some really funny comments um, from the chat. So uh, Dave Seiko, he says, uh, this is just asking for Puke City, which I think is totally right because it looks pretty intense. Um, and D1360VR says, Jurassic Parkour. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Jurassic one. That would have been a way better name than Pteranodon's Flight at the Flying Dinosaur Game. I totally agree. <laughs> I totally like, agree. It's like okay. they, they, it, you can just see what uh, went on in their minds. It's like, oh, so we have the name of this dinosaur. We have the game now. Oh, wait, so no one will know what that means. So let's just add the flying dinosaur game as an extra, just in case. Yeah, um, like, like, like the, in, the, in the chat they said it as well, it kind of sounds like uh, they need the edu educational spin for funding. It could be. Yeah. You know, they, they just wanted to make a fun game, but if they put some educational aspects but, in there, uh, then it might actually get funding from a government institution. But jokes aside, first of all, you know, we can, you know, we can uh, do, like, make funny jokes about this, but it has index support. So that means you can use your little yeah, per piranha, whatever, uh, pinkies and just move those with your, with, your, with your fingers. And then next to that, wait, wait, this, wait, this Nathie, is also... Try, try, wait, wait, Nathie, try to pronounce the correct name okay, again. So go, go for it. <laughs> but that, wait, 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 here we go. But there are no dance flights. <laughs> Dude, I'm not into dinosaur names, wow. but uh, that's that's like if you if you, if you watch me play um, Robinson the Journey, like you know when I do the journal stuff, I'm not reading the names, just just watch it and laugh. But um, now, but seriously though, this could also be a game that uh, has potential to use that you know um, pedal support from uh, Nintendo Labo. <laughs> <laughs> you keep talking about Nintendo Labo. No, it's, no, it is. Stop. Like, Stop. You know, education and dinosaurs, I do think it's a cool, you know, combination. I think oh, it definitely. can work. I don't know if this is going to be I mean, it. every kid goes through a dinosaur phase, right? Yeah. Like, every every kid kind of does. And, and I do, no. do want to clear up. Browdy saying, like, yeah, but it looks good. The thing, that's the problem right now in this in this this era, <laughs> is that every every game looks good. Because that's not the main problem anymore, but the mechanics. Well, that's that's you know going real deep. That's going real deep. Yeah, this yeah. looks and nice. the title and, and the, the title. Oh, the title. That's definitely one thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, next game that uh, I got in line for you is called Loco Parentis, and it sounds like a Mexican party game, but it's not. It's actually it's a horror game that oh. is releasing for the Valve Index, HD5, Oculus Rift, and Windows Mixed Reality, and it is currently already available since the 13th of March, made by Fair Game Studios, and it is currently also 10% off uh, from the original price, which is 20.99 euros. Uh, so you convert that yourself, I don't know how that works. Uh, description, it's a co-op horror game. We haven't heard that before. Um, well, I mean, we have, but not in this particular setting, uh, where you have to help a little girl find her mother and figure out what is really happening in your house and who your neighbors 
really are. <laughs> and it is, I mean, if you look at the trailer, it looks proper spooky. Yeah. So I'll read a little bit more from the description so you guys know what is going on. So it's just a usual day. You're heading out for a walk just like you do it every day. You're stepping out of your apartment when all of a sudden you see a little girl. She looks frightened. <laughs> she asks to help her find her mother. From now on, everything goes beyond normal. You are trapped in a nightmare that is taking place in this dwelling. But don't even try to escape. You have to help this girl. What do you think of this? I think you should be hired as a voice actor. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I do wonder what my neighbors are doing. So maybe I should play it as a learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a horror escape room puzzle game uh, in virtual reality. Uh, they, they actually say that it has hardcore gameplay, challenging puzzles, an ominous atmosphere, and a constant sense of foreboding are waiting for you. It looks so terrifying. You need to solve all yeah. of the all of the mysteries, especially the part that's like at the ending, I think, somewhere, where like you're walking through a hallway and all of a sudden you see those like two like claws come up into the, the screen and like grab you from behind. Yeah. That must that must be like the worst kind of thing that could happen, like <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like the fact that it's co-op, though. That sounds like a really interesting take on yeah, this. Yeah, we haven't seen it that no. much. I also don't know how like the co-op actually works. If that's like two VR players yeah. or one player on on. Yeah. on uh, I'd like on to play PC this one with one. Nathy because I know that he's terrified of horror games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do so well, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I do. You should I play with Zim. Zim loves that stuff, and he yeah, you know, he, he has a funny like feminine screen when he goes. Yeah, in. That's, that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, all right. Uh, next game uh, was made available on the 12th of March. Uh, it's made for, it's made by Mind Glow, and it's, uh, as far as I saw, only available for the Oculus Rift, but I might be wrong on that one. Uh, it's called Empower. So it's like a, a little bit of a funny way of saying Empower, but then with the last three letters, H-E-R. Um, it's available for 11 euros 99, and this is a self-defense training game which teaches you the basics of empowering self-defense. So through this movement and voice-based games, you will learn about personal boundaries, situational awareness, verbal self-defense, mm. find that so you need to scream in your microphone, and physical self-defense. Get ready to use the tools you already have and be empowered in your daily life. I didn't find a, a proper video of showing uh, this off, um, I only found some screenshots, and I don't think that the screenshots are that appealing to the game at all. Uh, but I do find it an interesting concept mm. um, to be learning something about self-defense in a virtual reality scene. Um, I don't think we've really seen VR being used for this specific purpose yeah. in a commercial setting. I know that the military experiences with you know these kind of things. Yeah. But to, Mike, in a, in a former life, you were a police officer. So I remember you highlighting a while ago, like uh, it was a VR application for uh, police training. Yeah. Do you see these kind of training concepts as a valuable way to train in like a, a safe environment? Or is it rather a bit gimmicky? So, so this looks like it's like a, because of the name Empower Her, it looks like it's aimed at women, right? To empower yes, them about yes, like, correct. you know, predatory men uh you know which is fine but i think an application on this veil for kids teaching them social boundaries would probably be more beneficial i can't mm -hmm. see a grown woman putting a uh this taking this seriously do you know what i mean like because i think yeah. i think they're smart enough to understand you know there, there to, weren't that to, many reviews on yeah. it but the reviews that were there were rather positive yeah about, uh, saying like oh you know like the 
I was really surprised with the verbal aspect in yeah. particular, where I had to like shout at like uh, the people now yeah. coming towards me or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, like I said, like for, for kids, you know, um, and getting them to say these things, you know, and reinforcing that kind of yeah. good. Fuck off! <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. so, so they understand social boundaries, I think would be more beneficial because I think, I think you know, mature women will already be able to handle themselves, I think, you know, and, and tell a stranger to get lost. Um, but I do think, like you said, it's an interesting concept. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I'd, I'd like to know what people think about it for sure. Mm, all right. All right. I, I saved the last uh, to uh, the, the best for Oh, the it gets last, better? Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it, it gets way better still. Wow. Uh, the next one is called, uh, again, a brilliant title. I really would like to meet the person who made this one. It's called V.E. G Sim Tower Crane Simulator. Wow. <laughs> We're really scraping the bottom, yeah. bottom of the barrel here, guys. <laughs> it's, it's made available uh, on the 17th of March, so also next week, for the HC Vive and the Oculus Rift. And it's made by Visual Engineering. You know, since we're talking about simulators now, let's, let's really go in there. So this is a virtual reality tower crane simulator where you can experience the view and the height from the top of a tower crane inside of the operator's cabin. Gets better. You have the option to pick up one concrete element from the construction site and lift it with the tower crane. Mm -hmm. And that's all of the information that is available on the entire website. So you can pick up one what? concrete what? element and then, and then from the construction. You... Not two. No, okay. One. As weird as one. this sounds, this actually looks really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, it does. Because like you're up it high, does. which is going to be pretty scary. And who mm. hasn't ever wanted to control a crane before? Sounds and like and the drop it right, yeah. like 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 drop the concrete block on like. On they, sh they should have added cars in there. Yeah. So you could at least drop yeah. the thing on you the cars. You can smash so the Developers, up. if yeah. you're listening, add cars and add peoples. Yeah. Because uh, we're horrible human beings. I do, I do have to say the physics look very satisfying. They well, look very... Uh, yeah, well, I think that is their strong point. Or maybe uh, you could combine this with the Jurassic Parkour and then like have a dinosaur like running across oh, the yes. top of the crane. Yeah, yeah. Like, we should make video. game, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but there, so so you're saying there is no news on DLC here. Um, uh, do we, is there like progression system in any way or like, can you customize I, I your crane heard, in a way where you, you know. I, I you have heard through the, through the grapevine that they are thinking about adding one more concrete block that you might oh, okay. be able to pick up in the future yeah. as well. But no customization of your crane or. I've, I've just read the entire, and I haven't bothered, oh no, it's not available yet. I wouldn't say I haven't bothered with trying it, but that's the that's the description. So okay. I have no idea. Well, this, this sounds best like... Best one? Yeah, best. Oh, you have another one. Oh, I have one more. Oh, wow, okay. Go this on. one is I called... I don't know if I can take any more. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I, hey, you, I, I told you guys I shouldn't be yeah, the one doing this. we should this, never but, ask uh, for this. Well, I, th I thought this game was like the comeback of the Oculus and Steam Store, no, but no, no. Uh, we're, we're getting... The uh... next one, the next one, and there is a video of this one. Oh, okay. Uh, it's called Shark Wizard. Shark Wizard? From... <laughs> Shark Are you Wizard. serious? It's from Bent Light Studios, uh, made available on the 12th of March, so last week, for the Oculus Rift, and it is completely free. Free? Wow. It is a free game, and it is made on a game jam. So, of course, we need to give it a little bit of credit. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah. That being said, the description goes as follows. After your magic spell goes horribly wrong, you somehow manage to turn an entire village into humanoid sharks. And now, 
They want revenge. Use your magic banana gun and rubber duck on a stick to defend your tower. Originally created for Global Game Jam 2020, this tower defense is unlike any other and oh. makes no sense. It doesn't make any and sense. And it looks plain horrible. <laughs> I mean, if they say humanoid shark, the, the last thing that I imagine were net stockings and red high heels. Uh, so, I don't know, maybe it's the strippers that got turned into sharks. So, is this... At least it's free. Is this the pre-sequel to that Sharknado game? Yeah. I, I believe so. Oh, yeah. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, 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 this, like, Mike likes the crane one, but this, this you know, to get ready this for... This is more your, your kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, You're before, before getting ready for Half-Life Alex, I think this, like, instead of Black Mesa, <laughs> I should play this. Shark Wizard. Yeah. For the win, yeah. Shark wizard. It, it, it feels weird. Like, I, I can't remember a dark period like this before. You know, no. we've had weeks yeah, and weeks I, and I weeks looked, of these games I looked now. for games, Mike. You can't imagine. Like, I, I really look for I, uh, better games. I try to I try to do better, but... We're going to have to rename well, the podcast. The well, dumb Mike. VR game show. <laughs> like, I, I don't think you realize that this podcast has been in the air for almost two years. We're getting, yeah. first of all, old. And, and then second of all, um, first we were trying to make, uh, you know, the VR industry look good. But now we're at the point where, you <laughs> we know, just show how it we is. don't, yeah, we don't, we, we just... <laughs> Yeah, can't do it anymore. So th this is this is uh, you know a better time than ever to just say like Mike Verda, you need to make sure you you bring the, you, <laughs> yeah. your A game next week. Bring it because seriously, I don't know how many more weeks of this I can take. <laughs> it's Quite. almost you, you you say it in a way where Mike is trying to make us go completely insane, and he's like, okay, what can we come up next week? We have a duck on yeah. a stick, we have a banana shooter, and so next week we're gonna do the game 2.0. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can turn the trailer off. Nathan, yeah. sure? that people have been tortured enough. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry <laughs> about that. That Sorry was torture. That. Releases was torture this week. Beautiful. Thank you, Rowdy. No, I Thank thought it was you. beautiful, actually. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There we go. That is. Um, well, I don't even know what to what say is about your, that. Mike, so what, Mike, what is your favorite one of all the ones he? Uh, you got to choose one. You got to choose well, one. I mean, like you know, I, I, I think it's crane. easy. You know, really? Yeah. No, I think the horror game. Horror game looked the most interesting. Right? I'm only going to play the horror game if I can play it with Nathan. Because I just want to hear his screams. <laughs> it looks so bad, but yeah. sure, I'm done. Because I'm sure that he screams like his brother screams, and I've heard his brother scream because we've tried <laughs> a VR experience, horror experience oh, together. Okay. okay. So. Okay. Yeah. So that is um. Wow. That is releases. Wow. Hmm. That's what wow. I can say, really. Um, <laughs> Welcome. So let's, oh, wow. get, let's get into the main topic this week. Um, because uh, last week on the show, we had Chris Hanney from iIllusions as our special guest. He talked about Space Pirate Arena, their yeah. upcoming local multiplayer game for Oculus Quest. Really, really cool show. Really interesting discussion as well. So if you missed yeah. it, go and check that out. Um, that is a legit, awesome game that you should be looking forward to playing. Um, but Nathie actually had the opportunity to go visit them. Uh, at their office. They've got this amazing space in Belgium where you got yeah. to try Space Pirate Trainer yourself and also uh, something Arena. else that they've... You mean... Space yeah. Pirate Arena, sorry. And uh, this other project that they've been cooking up in the background is kind of a little fun experiment. Um, <laughs> so maybe you can just tell us more about what this is, yeah. Nathie. What is this, what is this trying to be, you mean? What, what is it and... <laughs> Yeah. What is it? What is it's it? Not, like, a, and what do you think it will be in the future? Uh, it's hard to describe, though, because sure. this is very experimental. Yeah. Um, uh, like, iIllusions is is a development studio who is, you know, experimenting with all kinds of stuff. It's not just this. They also did things with skateboards. And, uh, well, I, 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 I'm not going to believe what else they're going to do, you know, soon. But, um, yeah, so what they were... You know, trying uh, in their you know warehouse is um, 
pretty much see what you know um, room scale has to offer or as we call it like warehouse scale you know um, and um, Dirk came up with the idea to buy a go-kart and he told Chris like you know what we're gonna do today and Chris was like okay so well let's do this <laughs> um, so yeah he, he decided to you know build a track in VR and then um, you know you put on your oculus quest you you know uh, step into the go-kart and then you just drive that you know um, track and this is a real life go-kart <clears throat> it's yeah. a real life go-kart yeah um, and um, that was kind of like just to experiment to see what it does and what um, came out of that is that um, actually when you drive a physical you know go-kart you get less motion sick mm -hmm. instead of let's say you tried the mario kart gp one you know mm -hmm. and you also yeah. maybe tried you know simulators at home mm -hmm. um, some people do get motion sick of you know driving but not feeling anything or if they even do have haptics they still get sick but this is you know you actually drive it and that that was kind of like uh, the first thing that came out of this experiment that you know, motion sickness gets reduced. Yeah, because you're, you know, you're feeling the actual G-force and uh, physical effects of driving at that speed. Yes. Um, as opposed to it being simulated and then you don't feel it, which causes a disconnect and then makes Correct. you feel a bit motion sick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so, and, and, and uh, um, what you do in VR is pretty much you, you know, you follow this line and you uh, have to just, you know, do this time trail. And, mm -hmm. and that's it. Uh, so when you finish the time, um, you can compete with someone else and they can try. So that's, that's all it pretty much is. But the fact that this shows that, you know, you can solve, uh, let's say, a loco uh, way of, you know, moving by doing mm. this is very interesting. Yeah. And who was faster, yeah. you or David? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like he tried it first. Um, I don't know if he was faster. I do know that Dirk, Dirk had like the, you know, the, the high score. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, it's only they, because we didn't try it, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you guys could have, you know, beaten. Uh, but I can tell you that, you know, driving through Oculus Home, mm. because the thing is, like, first you start in Oculus Home and then they boot up the, the, the game for you because they had a phone and they could control it via that as well nice um but um you start an oculus home so imagine that that dome you have you know the classic <laughs> environment an oculus quest and then you just <laughs> you just drift through your own house through your own living room and then if you want to you can even go beyond that and just go through the dome and even if that's that's the craziest part uh, driving within vr but then if you make a mistake and you kind of drift too much you get out of those boundaries and then suddenly you see the see-through it's like crazy it's like you drive but because a wall in vr feels like a wall yeah so when you then do it in vr but there is on the other side there is no wall in real life that's like a weird disconnection of yeah, like danger that isn't say, there i do have to say those like vr controllers are getting a little bit out of hand like you, what you're basically saying is that i now also need to buy a go-kart yeah. in order to like yeah. get oh, yeah. the full experience oh yeah God dang it yeah, yeah. but that's um, the, i think that's the cool thing like you said driving around the uh the, the home environment and then just gunning it straight towards the dome wall mm -hmm. and then just going past that but yeah. still being obviously grounded in it's real life in the, in the go-kart sounds like a lot of fun 
and, and the way this works is that um, Dirk taped a uh, Oculus Quest controller on the steering wheel to, uh, you know, so it knows if you go left or right. A very yeah. easy way to do that. Um, and then in, I can tell you, like, uh, because the, the hype around this has been so big that people expect next level footage, like the dinosaur flying game. Well, I can tell you the dinosaur flying game, spoiler alert, looks better. <laughs> yeah, and also the, the, the concept, duck on a, of course. And a, and a duck on a stick one also looks better. But as you said, it's 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 you know experimental. Um, like when I was in VR, I couldn't even see a go kart. It was just this this round like uh, steering wheel, mm-hmm. just like the one I had in real life, and that was it. But even that was enough to be so immersed yeah. into this that you were like you know just competing for that 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 fastest time. So yeah. that that just shows from the core. This is a good idea. You know, sometimes the concept needs to be enough to get people into VR. Same with Space Pirate Arena. It's not specifically Space Pirate Arena that Mm. builds the hype. It's just, hey, I can play with a friend in a large scale and play laser tag. That's what it is. And it's the same with this. I can, you know, maybe in the future go to a go-kart center and drive against my friends in VR and have things there that you couldn't do in real life. Yeah, and I think that that concept sounds really, really fun. So, what did the environments look like in this um, experience that you tried? This like early, very early concept. It, it, you could like it. It it gets close to let's say the sandbox mode of Boneworks. It's just this like warehouse that is just completely gray, nothing going on in the background, nothing. Yeah. Let's say um, visually um, interesting. Yeah, it was. Just this, like, you know, little room that you were in. Um, Because the weird part is if you drive in a go-kart, your room scale area becomes smaller because Mm. the turns are so big that it feels like it could be, you know, it could be way bigger. Um, But, um, so it sounds like... it sounds like it was just gray boxed. They, they, yeah, it's gray like boxed. a de- development term. So if you're not familiar with gray boxing, it's basically like in early concept um, games, developer will just gray box an environment. So they've got rough shapes, but the the boxes and nothing has any texture to it. Basically, no, no. textures. No, it's no. just all uh, basically gray and flat. It had um, so what it had was it had like a, a point where you had to spin around one pillar uh, mm. twice to kind of finish the track. So it showed oh, like nice. a, this drifting part, like yeah. a roundabout in a way. Yeah. There was a tunnel that you had to drive through. Um, all the walls were, of course, um, let's say you could drive through them anyways, because it would be weird to get stuck behind a wall in VR, but then in real... Still going, yeah. Exactly. That's like dangerous because then you don't see where you're going anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were just a few walls to kind of show that off. And you had this straight, like kind of like GPS line that you were following. And that, that, that was it. Mm. Um, but again, like concept shows once again that this has so much potential. Yeah. Uh, and I remember David posting about it, saying it was one of the best VR experiences he ever tried. Yeah, well, <laughs> enough said. Yeah. Enough said, yeah. Uh, I think that, that that's the thing. When you sort of think about it outside the box and think about, like, you know, like you said, uh, a go-kart place, you know, having traditional go-karts, still using them, but mm-hmm. adding VR into the mix, and yeah. then you could be driving against your friends through a dinosaur world or something like that, yeah. or or recreating that sort of Mario Kart thing where you're picking up shells and, yeah. and, and, and bananas you, and throwing them at each other. You, you can, like, let people drive, like you do in Mario Kart GP, drive through a teleporter almost, and then you yeah. uh, end up in the next world. So you can also switch around, and uh, you can change the go-kart into anything you want. You could be driving... Like a, like a Pteranodon? 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or you know, if a, a magic carpet, or mm. uh, everything is possible. And if you if you look at that, then as a go kart center, you could advertise with that and uh, change up this this whole scene every six months and advertise with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you know, buying actual props mm-hmm. is expensive, and I think most go kart centers you guys have been been to are just you know. Just general ones, not with a theme around. No, exactly. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this this could be like you know you could drive in Rainbow Road or yeah uh, yeah. That's so, crazy so this thing. is an opportunity for like some VR arcades to do something really special here. Yeah. Um, but it's um, funny because when you mentioned like you had to do a, like a, a loop around a you know a roundabout or something, kind of yeah. reminded me of that. Very. Did you did you guys ever play Driver? We have to earn oh, your license driving, in the yes. beginning. You have to drive around the the multi-story car park. It was uh, really hard as well. Oh, um, yeah, but that yeah. sounds like a like a test at the beginning of Driver where you've got to do <laughs> these special like movements, <laughs> yeah. like J turns and like three yeah. sixties. Yeah. Um, but I saw a little clip of you uh, in this go kart, and you were just spinning around like a madman. Yeah. Uh, how did that feel? Yeah. So that felt. Uh, so. <laughs> so so first of all, uh, I tried it before, but not not in VR, um, and uh, I thought it was super fun. Although I didn't spin that, you know, crazy. I just did two spins, and then I stopped. Mm. Um, but of course, you know, we were, you know, shooting this video. I was like, you know, for the sake of size, let's just see what happens. So I just, 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 you know, went for the most extreme spin I could go for. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know. I was like spinning for six, seven or eight times. I don't know. Uh, and I was just laughing my ass off <laughs> and then I stopped and I, I just couldn't see straight anymore. It's like extremely dizzy, <laughs> extremely dizzy, a little sick too. It, it lasted until the evening, actually. Yeah, uh, it, it just didn't stop until, and even when I went to bed, I still felt like I was driving this go-kart around. <laughs> Super trippy, trippy experience. But, and this is, this is like, like this is gonna blow people's minds the most when they see uh, this, you know, uh, happening is that the Oculus Quest was tracking everything. Yeah. Of course, you do feel like there is a little bit of a you know delay between because it goes so fast. Mm. But it did track everything. Yeah, and that's pretty impressive because you're that pushing it to its very limits here. Because and that shows fa- that the software is way like it's accurate beyond something that anyone is gonna do until someone draws with a go kart. Yeah. Because how yeah. fast do you reckon these go karts go? Like, do you know roughly speed wise? Because I know you said that it felt faster in VR, whereas in real life, when you looked at the footage back, it looked a lot yeah, slower. Yeah, it uh, looks. But uh, in general, if you uh, watch someone play project cars or anything that goes fast. Um, it looks slow anyways yeah so it's yeah. it's something you like it, some things in vr cannot be sold that well on video you know and it's the same with this even that of course the go-kart part makes it super funny but mm. i can tell you, you know the first time i saw Dr- david driving around in that i just couldn't stop stop laughing yeah it's like so surreal i'm like in what the heck for world have i arrived in where developers are just you know driving around in go-karts <laughs> and just just see what's possible it's yeah. so strange it's so strange but you know the experience itself is super fun it's just that once again it's the same with space pirate arena let's say if you would sell that to arcades and let's say you would sell that to uh card centers how are you going to keep people safe how mm. are you going to make sure that those go-karts yeah because 
in the chat, David has, uh, is, is joined as well. He said actually that they drive up to 35 kilometers an hour. And that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's quite fast. That's, that, that's, that's faster fast. than uh, than electric bikes are allowed yeah. to go yeah. in, uh, in Belgium. So, quite a bit, like 10 kilometers faster. So what I think would be amazing is uh, kind of what, you know, Tesla is doing, where you have these go-karts uh, that, you know, can stop automatically and can also uh, be set on a certain speed. So you yeah. can kind of control it. Um, so it's almost like it does feel like you're driving yourself. It's like Mario Kart with the little uh, help system, Assistant, you know? Yeah, exactly. training and wheels. Then, and then kind of keep people safe so they can't uh, bump into each other anymore. Yeah. But I can tell you, like, I, I, I was asking Dirk, I said, like, can we try multiplayer? He's like, not right now, but they, they have been kind of looking into that yeah. for sure. So, so imagine you seeing someone else also driving around. It's so, amazing. So all we need is Elon Musk. I know he's a big fan of the show. Uh, to make us a special design yes. go kart for us to use in virtual reality that can detect other go karts. It, it needs to be a custom, yeah. customized custom. One, though. We each need to have a personalized no. one. Yeah. Otherwise, no. Sort it yeah. out, Elon. Get yeah. it done. Um, we've got some uh, interesting comments in the chat. One from Alex VR who says, um, you know, the, the wind, uh, actually, the, the, the sensation of feeling the wind when you accelerate and stuff like that must help alleviate oh, yeah. motion sickness as well, which totally. is a really good point yeah. uh, when you can feel that. Um, yeah. And. <laughs> Um, so 86 the Mad Hat says now we can play VR golf in a warehouse and drive our golf cart to the next hole <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you never know that, that alone is already a good reason to get one yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh, but it sounds like a really interesting concept and I love I love the fact that when we had Chris on the show that his main motto and Dirk's too their main motto was we just want to build stuff because we want to have fun and we want to enjoy it ourselves like they built it for themselves basically to yeah. have a laugh with yeah and, and, and because of that you get like amazing ideas that you know mm. other uh, development studios wouldn't be able to get to because you know mm. you said they have like the space to kind of you know do this stuff not every developer can drive around in go-karts all day and yeah. uh and, and and test that stuff out but but they can yeah. um and it, it's cool to see actually that you know i illusions uh, dirk and chris have been uh and all the all the rest of the team have been like pushing the boundary already for so long you know they started out with space pirate trainer uh, being one of the first virtual reality games to do it right, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, I, I mm-hmm. played that game a, a ton of. And then uh, now again with like uh, Space Pirate Arena and with this go-karting, they're again like pushing a boundary that they've kind of like set themselves around. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And in terms of need to see that. In terms of gameplay, are we going to see a video from you, Nathie, of uh, yes. the gameplay of this? Oh, cool. Yes. So, so I, I am planning to release something on Monday. Okay, cool. Um, the reason why I haven't been showing gameplay here is because I think that it will give the wrong expectations. Yeah. I think it needs to be, it's the same with Space Pirate Arena. It needs to all be edited together. Then you start to understand what it looks like. Yeah. You heard Dirk talking about this, what they want to do, you know, with this whole experimental uh, thing. Then you get more of an idea of, you know, because it, it looks all very funny, but there's also a serious side of things where you're really looking into, okay, what could this be used for? Mm, and again, yeah. how to keep people safe? Because, you know, the whole warehouse scale thing and now this too, it's ambitious in a mm. way. It's pushing, as you said, the boundaries of VR. Um, and, and that's why you haven't really seen any, for example, arena scaled VR titles on Oculus or because it's it's a, it's a realm that hasn't been really explored that much yet. Mm. Um, but um, A lot of good stuff comes out of Belgium. Yeah. And... <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, with with iIllusions, uh, you know, showing this up, they also, you know, uh, finally reveal to the public that they are just more than 
some guys who made like Space Pirate Trainer that yeah. they you know really want VR to you know uh, succeed and and VR become more interesting to many more branches out there mm. and. Uh, uh, after a show from from last week with Chris, um, I've I've seen like a lot of more interest for their the stuff they're doing. So that's that's good news. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and sure. I, th- I think the video that you did uh, covering Space Pirate Trainer was really great, by the way. Um, so I really look forward yeah. to um, this one. So that'll be on your yep. channel hopefully early next week. For hopefully to check out. on Monday, just before Half Life comes out, because then Nate is gonna be you know completely in, uh, uh, off in, the records in head crab mode. Yeah, head crab mode. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Head crab mode. Okay. Cool. Well. Well, um, let's sort of round, round up the show. Maybe we can take a few questions from the chat. Yeah. So if you've got a question you want to ask Nathy about this experience that you tried or just any just general VR question you have for any of us, then chuck them in the comments now uh, while I sort of recap the show times. So just a reminder, this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, don't forget, you can also catch the show in VR uh, using big screen TV. Uh, you can meet up with loads of people in a virtual room, watch this on a virtual screen and chat with other sort of people in a room and, and discuss the sort of topics of the show that we've been talking about as well, which is a really unique and interesting way to experience the show. Um, yeah. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK and 12 midday in central US, or, although that is likely going to change, that is changing because of the daylight saving times in the US mm. at the moment. So apologies if we haven't got that exactly right with the US times. Uh, it's always yeah. super confusing to keep track of it all. Um if you do miss the show uh, live, you can check out the audio version, uh, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. Rowdy does a cracking job to make sure that sounds beautiful for your ears on your commute or whether you're out and about and you want to yeah. catch up on the latest VR news. So definitely give us some feedback on the uh, iTunes store if you check it out. Also give um, a like. Leave a like on this video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel for all our future shows. Um, and uh, let's take a few questions from people in the chat. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what are UK says... Uh, only one hour and 40 minutes, lightweights. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Watto. Like, I think this week's just been one of those unusual weeks where there's not been a, hun- a like a, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and with, with with Zim being out of action as well, uh, we thought we'd sort of like just wrap it up sort of 20 minutes earlier than usual. Okay. But to be honest, this is like, a, I think this is our normal show time, an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, it's 10 it, minutes longer than our normal show yeah, exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> well, apparently just, a, pandemi- a, a pandemic had to happen for us to kind of get back to this. Exactly, uh, yeah. <laughs> the two-hour shows are, 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 you know, became the standard, but they shouldn't be really, to be honest, because we've, we've also got lives and, 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 and partners and, <laughs> and wives to uh, to spend some time with as well, as much as we love you all, of course. Yeah. Um, Johnny Wells asks, where's the pooch, Mike? Well, I would bring her on the show, but she is an absolute whirlwind menace right now. So she chews everything in sight, when, licks what, everything in sight. Yeah, but when and, are we going to... You can also show a video, maybe. You know what? Like, I'll share something funny with you. She's actually got her own Instagram account. <laughs> oh, wait. So yeah. wait. Oh, okay, so let's look at that then. Yeah, okay. So so the Instagram account is Ruby Roo the Cockapoo. Ruby <laughs> Roo. Oh, wow. Uh, let, let, me, let me send it to you via Twitter and then sure. you can look it up. Sure. Um, because obviously she's a, a Cockapoo, so that's why. Oh. Uh, uh, which Mike, is a breed, Mike, by Mike, the way. Mike becoming a dog influencer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I've sent, I've sent it. Uh, we, we, we had another question about the, uh, the go karts uh, sure. from Veldark. Uh, it's the go kart thing should work for anything with a cockpit, right? Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I are think you so. sure of that? Because um, I think the game needs to be implemented for that to specifically get the input from the go kart. 
rather than from the, go- the well the input from the uh, from the controller on the steering wheel. Yeah, are they uh, talking about like further concepts? Like they want to see this on like a, law- a ride-on lawnmower, you know, micro light. Yeah. You know, so let's uh, <laughs> hang glider, whatever <laughs> project cars. <laughs> okay, nice. So here are some pictures from. Yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, so Rowdy, for the audio listeners, can you describe what this dog looks like? <laughs> uh, it looks like a chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> the same color as chicken nugget. You're right. <laughs> if, if you look at the, if you look at it from like a distance, then you think, oh, it's an Instagram about chicken nuggets. Yes, yeah. and, and she's ginger like I am. So like we're we're like made made for each other. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she does look like a chicken nugget. That's gonna be my new nickname for her, I think. Um, but yeah, she's super super cute, and she's gonna be like a, she's gonna blow up on the uh, dog fluencer scene on Instagram. So wow, you know. So uh, something that I, I do uh, wonder uh, for, you know, when Half-Life comes out is that since this game has a lot of hype around it, there is no way you can say like, guys, you know, just stay calm. It's another VR game. Okay, mm-hmm. it's called Half-Life, but, you know, let's just keep it calm. It's hard. I know it's not possible with Half-Life and all these gamers around. But uh, isn't anyone afraid that after Half-Life, it's going to feel or, or sound very silent within the whole VR scene because I don't think after Half-Life comes out, we are instantly going to see the whole industry change. Uh, it's going to, of course, uh, slowly uh, grow towards something uh, new and it will definitely help. Um, but, you know, what, what's what's life after Half-Life? That's that's kind of like my question. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that should be a topic, like a, a title for a video, the life after Half-Life oh, VR. Well, yeah, because you're right, because the, the VR industry needs to keep the momentum going, of course. You know, this is a big, important game for us and, and the industry, uh, but the momentum needs to continue. So you're right, we need to be looking at what's next. Yeah. You know, Medal of Honor, and hopefully next week from Oculus we'll get some new games announced. Um that are distant in the future that we can also say we're looking forward to these coming as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's weird because like as, as much as I'm excited and I know you feel the same way about it, Nathie, is I'm so, so excited about the game, but I'm also very, um, you know, aware of, of like the yeah. pressure and, and yeah. you know, how this is, this game is really being focused yeah. on by the whole gaming industry as a whole. Um, so it's because got a in, lot riding on its shoulders for sure. Because in people's minds, they are expecting to play um, a, a game with maybe 40 hours of, you know, gameplay. Well, it could just be a short one of, I don't know, uh, 10 or 15 hours. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And then it's over and then they announced, you know, their next project. Yeah. I feel like, you know, this game is going to be very polished, yeah. but uh, a short and sweet in a good way. That's that's how I think yeah. about it. Where, Because we spoke about Asgard's Wrath. You know, if mm. they kind of packed it together more, it would have been a more smooth experience. And I think that's what, if we look at the trailers and the gameplay, it's all so good that I almost think that this is going to be, you know, well packed together, nice game. And then it's like, listen, guys, there's more Half-Life coming get excited i yeah. think that's kind of how, like the, how cool would it be if, if it had well i mean how cool i mean it's not like valve has that great up, uh, reputation about that if it like has like an open ending would you be well, happy I, or would you be angry it's, it's dude it's, it's so happen. obvious it's so obvious it's that happen. it's gonna be the thing because they want the half-life genre the whole franchise to continue, to now, continue yeah. um and and that gives but them like i mean you have like an open ending and you have an open ending you know I, I, for example like like Halo, the first Halo also kind of had an open ending, mm. but it was still like a, a, you know, an ending where you could be like satisfied with what happened. Mm. With Halo 2, that was the opposite. You know, it had an open ending. It was kind of like a prelude 
the entire game to like the third yeah. uh, one. Yeah, so I, I'm wondering what this is going to be. Is it going to be the kind of open ending that you go like, okay, this was a good game. I want to play more of it. Lone Echo at that mm. too, you know, the open ending. They had an open ending. Uh, Lone yeah. Echo at that too. Open ending. Mm. Uh, they're going to make Lone Echo too. But still the entire, you know, ending felt satisfying enough in order yeah. for the game to be called done. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? It's 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 pretty obvious what's gonna happen because if you look at the uh, original Half Life games, um, they uh, decide to also uh, switch over to different characters to play with. I don't think Alex is the only you know uh, uh, character that they want you to play with. I think this is just kind of the start of something new and uh, from there. But I just don't hope that those three games are only gonna be Half Life. Mm. I like Half Life, but I also want them to like because that would mean yeah. like for us three games sound like massive games in the vr scene mm. three games sounds like a full uh whatever like left for dead single player and a, and a portal game but what if it's just a short and sweet game and then you have the next one coming out and could be yeah could i, I, I do think it's going to be about but... 15 hours though i think that's pretty much confirmed that it's going to be like a 15 16 hour game yeah. um but it's going to be interesting uh yeah, <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Well, what I think... are we going to do after Half Life, guys? Yeah, seriously, well, if we, that game we... is as good as as everyone says it is, yeah. what else do we still want to play? Because then the crane one that you're now joking about, you don't want to play it anymore, Mike. Yeah. So what what's going to yeah, happen? I don't know. What's going to happen? You think it might ruin VR for us forever? No, and well. <laughs> Kind of. It might set the bar higher. Yeah. For me, for me, that already happened with Vertigo and happened and Boneworks, with Boneworks, yeah. where you're like, eh, well, why is this cup stuck on the table? Why are uh, environments so so static? Even Mike and I, when we jumped into the Half-Life environment in Steam VR, like I was blown away by just a plant on the freaking ground that was moving. Yeah. That's the I state mean, of VR right now, where I'm like, wow, it's, it's the not only, only wow. <laughs> it's not only those games. I mean, we've been seeing that progress happening throughout the years that we've been playing virtual reality. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we had it as well with Asgard's Wrath. Mm. Uh, you know, that was a, a mind-blowing game uh, to have that kind of experience actually that early on into the virtual reality scene. True, think, but it, it's uh, like... we're it's amazing. But in, in terms of like... Original uh, Vertigo. Ex- expectations are uh, putting getting put higher right now where I, I think some games are just too simple yeah. in terms of mechanics and stuff so yeah. I, I think but that will happen whole... that, that's what i said like I, I don't think a good game is only a game that looks visually very no. great no. or is a is a very great story i think there's multiple examples in the pc gaming market of very very yeah. simple games uh that can just be extremely fun yeah um, and i think you know it's a good cool thing game mechanics i think it's a good thing that the bar is continually being raised you know i think it's great yeah but i think you're right it's difficult for people then to ca- catch up with that bar you know um it's but, it's diff- it's hard to catch up with that budget you mean yeah because yeah, most well, developers well. are yeah, just yeah. not able to push it that far well, I, don't, I don't know I, I mean in the beginning of virtual reality i do think that we had a couple of like you know games that were pushing that boundary as well like uh, space pirate trainer we had um, a job simulator they were doing back then things mm-hmm. that nobody had done before mm-hmm. and i think that is pretty pretty neat so we've got um a prediction from victor riddell Okay. The uh, the founder of VR Dizzy, <laughs> so you know oh, this is going to be Dizzy. good. Oh yeah! Oh wow! He says the end of Half Life Alex will be a slow fade from black, revealing Gordon's beard and a big three hitting the screen. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, I like that as well. Whoa, that, like that's that, that sounds crazy. So um, yeah, let's wrap up the show then. This week we've sort of stretched it on another ten minutes for you, uh, Watto. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, we'll be back on the show next week with Zim, of course, um, and you know next week. 
Hopefully we'll be talking more about Half-Life Alex if we get any more information because it will just be the week after that then the game releases, so time is running out. Uh, we hope you have a great week in VR. Make sure you stay safe as well uh, with all the things that are going on yeah. in the world right now. Wash take your care. hands in the in job simulator with the soap they have. Yep. And uh, yeah, forget. so take care. Or in Prison Boss. Prison and, Boss. And super hot. Oh, God. That's right, I'm just going to cut it there. Bye-bye for now. <laughs> See you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye.